The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com. What kind of wrestling podcast? Pro wrestling podcast, Larson. Uh, right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We are also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And that is where we get the questions for the Matt Chat Show. It's Sunday, so we're doing Matt Chat today, Larson. And of course, at the $20 a month and up mark on Patreon, you can submit your video question. We've got at least one new Matt Chatter today. Yeah. We're going to hop right into it with a question from Matt Chat Hall of Famer, the B-Man, Patrick Sparks. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friend, it was Pat here. All right, so with the return of Sasha Banks on Monday to a great reaction, including one from myself, that was pretty cool. Um, it's clear we're getting Becky versus Sasha. Now, is there any way that they could actually tell a good story? I know this is WWE we're talking about here, but they have a long time until Mania. Is there any way that this could eventually turn into... Uh, the four horse women main event of Mania, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, all vying for the Raw and Women's Championships, very similar to last year. If so, I want you to fantasy book it and have fun. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think it's entirely possible. I think uh, once the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte match at Mania was done, we had heard rumors that they had already, creative events, whoever, had already uh, started considering what the main event for next Mania would be. And it came from, evidently, it stemmed from uh, the Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte match. So... Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were putting this together um, right now. You've got all four horsewomen. Um, well, you've got two of the horsewomen involved in the Raw title scene, and then you've got uh, Bailey. And at the end of the Charlotte Ember Moon thing, did they said anything up with it? So they didn't. But it's it's logical to think Charlotte just beat the person who was the number one contender to Bailey's title. The person who lost to Bailey, Charlotte probably might be moving on to try to challenge Bailey. It wouldn't surprise me if they were involved somehow, some way in the Mania main event. Whether or not they'd go back to the well of both titles, that seems like it'd be a bit much. So I'm not sure exactly how it would play out if they want to dive into the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing for Mania next year. There's still plenty of time for that. Maybe time goes by pretty quick, though. Um, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if that was the idea in setting up. Uh, all the horsewomen in title scenes in some way, shape, or form for Mania. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, pretty much in agreement. I wouldn't be surprised the match happened. However, if both titles are up for grabs, I would have a hard time believing it'd be the main event because they just did that. They just did that. They yeah, just did that this, yeah. this, this, this past Mania. I'd be hard-pressed to think <clears throat> they'd want to do it again mm -hmm. the following year um, in terms of, of, of building up a high-profile money women's title match, whether it be for the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. I think having a, a four horsewoman fatal four way be the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is a bit too early yet for the four horsemen versus four oh, horsemen. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jessamyn Duke or Marina Shafir are ready for that stage. I wonder what if they did this? What if they did this? What if the idea was to try to build to Ronda versus Becky for next year's Mania? I know Ronda is, a, Natalia has said Ronda really does want to come back, but obviously she's committed to starting a family. However, however, uh, if she if she has not been uh, impregnated mm. by Survivor Series, if she said, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm fine putting off a little bit. We do a six month thing, yeah. culminating at Mania, me versus Becky one on one." I mean, even if 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 yeah, they put off for six, you know, her and her husband put off for six eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, there's really only probably a three month commitment that she would have to make, probably sure. from Rumble to Mania. Yeah, they. You know what they? I mean, what they could do 
is if you have all four horsewomen in their respective title scenes, what if they did uh, either a fatal four-way or a title versus title, not for both time, not winner take all, but a champion versus champion thing at Survivor uh-huh. Series, uh-huh. Um, brand versus brand. Because at that point, if they do pull the trigger on completely separate brands, you could do brand warfare again at yeah. Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And you can have, you know, Becky versus maybe Charlotte again or or Bailey if she retains yeah, against Charlotte. we haven't seen, yeah. And then you have whoever wins that match is, like, ultimate women's champion. Or you can have Sasha take that belt off Becky for a bit and do Sasha versus Bailey at Survivor Series. Yeah, you could do that. And then, I mean, maybe we can get Sasha versus Ronda at WrestleMania. I don't know. Becky seems to be the biggest star of all of them. Um, but uh, I think there's any number of ways they could approach uh, that situation. I agree with you, though. I think both titles on the line. Once again, winner takes all. They, they didn't execute it properly in the first place. No. I doubt they would do it. Uh, they would do it again. Yeah, I'd, I'd be. I'd be really surprised they did. Uh, next question from another match hat Hall of Famer, Christopher Rampersad. Christopher Rampersad. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is: Is Seth Rollins really the man? Like, he beat Brock Lesnar two times. Is he better than Roman Reigns now? Are we seeing that Seth Rollins? Is the company guy, and they does little by little, you know, push on Roman, but he still have a, you know, a decent push, or is this just for Seth, whole Roman spot until Roman comes back to his spot originally? Thank you, Christopher. Thank I you, Christopher. Really appreciate how direct his questions usually are. To the point. <laughs> exactly. To the point. So um, is Seth the man, Larson? No, Becky is. She got a shirt that says "man" on it. She has many shirts that says Therefore, she is the man. It says an orange Tron, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's Becky. You think she's the face of the company? She's the face of the video game. Roman's sort of turning his back to the camera of the video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to use that as, as part of my case. Sorry. Becky, uh, one of the participants made of WrestleMania, she's on the cover of the video game. Like, all her work says the man on it. She's the man. Um, but if you want to if, – if you want to – I think Vince views one person uh, – as his uh, the most sure thing he has, and I'm not saying necessarily face of the company, the man, but there's only in Vince's mind, I think, one sure thing on the roster in terms of getting eyeballs on the product, making money for the company, and that's the next big thing. That's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I think Vince views Brock Lesnar as the only restaurant in his roster that he can count on to show up on a regular basis that will actually bring eyeballs. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's right. I think that's it's creative failings that is, have led to uh, countless wrestlers who have all the ability in the world to be face of the company uh, not being in that position. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, just sorry, I didn't know if that was a burp. Yeah, if you're going to keep going. Um, no, was, no. I uh, so I, I it makes me wonder because you mentioned Brock Lesnar, and I do think that Vince does have a fascination with him. I wonder if Brock isn't necessarily considered the guy that brings viewers. But he makes sponsors and network executives happier probably and feel more safe. Probably because they are under the impression, based on whatever metrics they have or suppositions they have, that Brock is the top draw on the company. So that wouldn't surprise me yeah. if that was the case. Um, I don't think there is. I think that what you said is true because of creative feelings. They failed to make a, a, a massive superstar. They obviously tried it with Roman Reigns, and that was a failure, to be honest. In the end, it was a failure. We like Roman Reigns just yeah. fine. yeah. But he is right now on par with Seth Rollins uh, and any number of Becky Lynch, any number of other people that you can maybe look at. Um, there isn't one singular face of the company. Brock is the closest thing to. Uh, hopefully they, they, I don't know. I mean, I understand that it's catching lightning in a bottle, but at the same time, they have a lot of lightning there that they really need to capture. I know. Or that they can conceivably capture. Uh, and maybe Paul Heyman is the guy to be able to do it. I think that you, I think yeah. that it's, conceivable i think you've got one guy sort of or you got two people sort of at the at the 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 faces of smackdown kevin owens which obviously they have something in mind for him because he Mm -hmm. is a big factor in that show and you got roman reigns over there as well right now part of the a story um and then of course over on you got seth rollins uh so they have a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. to create a new john cena new face of the company um, or if they would rather, like Ryback once said, they don't maybe maybe they don't want another John Cena. Maybe they want it to be a true group effort, Entirely so that no one person. And I kind of doubt this, but it, I guess it's possible. Maybe the, or maybe they're content with just having a deep bench 
where they can go to any number mm-hmm. of people and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to put the title on you. The brand is bigger than you. Yeah, that could be. That's entirely possible. Depends on, on their marketing strategy and what they feel is best for business. However, uh, we've seen the, the power that one transcendent superstar can have, um, not just on WWE, but wrestling as a whole, and how it can elevate the company to heights that are, are pretty rare in history of wrestling. Especially if they're going to want to continue to rely on nostalgia. Yep. You're going to need those big names that people can call back to. Exactly. Uh, next question from Wong Choco. Wong News. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the non-news intro. Mark Wong Choco coming at you with another Matt Chat question. Uh, Wang is okay. I don't really mind, guys. It's all good. Um, but I'm just watching Raw right now, and I noticed the King of the Ring is coming back. Uh, starting next week, and I've, we all love tournaments. Uh, we know that we're all big tourney marks. Um, so I was just wondering, uh, who do you think uh, could go the furthest with the King of the Ring moniker? Um, I don't think it. I don't really mean like who do you think should win. I just once again, it's kind of more of those. Uh, let's just book it and have fun with it. So who do you think will be the most fun as a King of the Ring? Um, uh, to win a tournament. Also, how would you book the tournament? I know Survivor Series is coming up. Um, so I don't know how they're planning on doing this. But yeah, how would you book the tournament? Um, who would win? And how would you book that person uh, coming out of the tournament? Um, just like leading up to, I guess, leading up to Survivor Series or the Rumble or WrestleMania. Um, looking forward to hearing you guys' answer. Two sweet, hearty handshake. Everyone have a good one. Goodbye. Thank you, Wong. Thank you, Wong News. All right, I'll go first. Who would be the most fun person as King of the Ring? I'm going to say this, man. So right now, get out of here with your answer. You're trying to tell me that's not the most fun choice. No, I, I am telling you that. No, that is the most fun it's choice. Been a, he's already done that kind of stuff. It's obnoxious. I'll let you get to that. Just go ahead and do it now. Oh, um, Baron Corbin would be the most fun. He'd no, be insufferable. That would be terrible. Would nobody be terrible. wants to see that. I know, and that's why it'd be fun if he just reveled in the fact that nobody wanted it. Nobody Would wants it be good it. for business? No. No, it would be terrible. But it would be fun to watch. No, me, it wouldn't even it would be, be fun, fun to, to watch. watch. It would be hella fun to watch, man. Baron putting a crown on his head. You don't say hella very often. That's dope. No, I know. Uh, uh, coming out with a cape. It's like a really crappy cape from Party City. This big crappy smile on his face. <laughs> oh, people would be pissed. He'd, he'd paint his rental Ferrari purple. Yeah. The regal color. <laughs> he'd rent a purple yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, or rent a purple Poor Ferrari. Likely. Yeah. And then uh, Billy Gunn would call him out. See, you're here laughing. It's so good. No, it's not. It's, it's terrible. It's the best answer. It's Baron so Corbin would be the most fun king of the ring. Oh, man. I, I like the idea. I like this. So Ricochet also already refers to himself as King Ricochet, I think, doesn't he? On Twitter or something. Um, uh, he did in his, in his pre-WWE days. He was King Ricochet, yes. Here's what I think we might need from Ricochet mm. for that next level. is a little bit of attitude, a little bit of edge. Right now he is firmly ensconced in that sort of Finn Balor, he's really cool, but he's also just a straight-up baby face, and that can tend to be a bit on the boring side. Now, nothing about his in-ring uh, ability is boring at all. I think you know, he's, God, so much fun to watch. However, maybe a little bit of edge, a little bit of attitude, a little bit of cockiness that could be propelled by a King of the Ring win instead of just being a normal, hey, I won the tournament. What if he can be like, yeah, I'm the cock of the walk. I'm the man around here. So Baronary does that. I'm king. Yeah, I know, but imagine Baron, but with like Ricochet's freaking abilities. Maybe that's where Baron's doing the last month and a half is going and, and going to the performance center. And is he training with moves. Mike Quackenbush? Learning some new moves. He's going to be in Chikara in no time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That I'd see. I'd, I'd watch Baron in a DDT Pro. Hell yeah, man. That'd maybe be the best thing ever. That'd be pretty cool. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next, got a question from Rich and Chase. Oh. Hey, friendos. Rich the Smash Bro here. I was thinking about something for Mad Chat. In the state that NXT is in, they have a mostly depleted roster and they're basically hanging on to Adam Cole, Gargano. They've just uh, brought in others to kind of boost everything up with your Matt Riddles and such. Uh, Velveteen Dream. But my question is, who do you think is next to leave NXT to head for the main roster? And also, Chase is here, and he has a very quick question to add as well. Hey, Steven Larson. I have a really quick question. Um, Who do you think would win against... Um, ricochet. ricochet against um the undertaker all right Bye. <laughs> thank you rich look at all that beef rich and chase the beef brothers um <laughs> let's answer chase's question first uh ricochet v undertaker these who gets days, the dub these days undertaker should be doing nothing but, but putting young, young talent over. over. You got that right, Ricochet. Buddy boy. That's right. King Ricochet. King, King of the Ring Ricochet. King Ricochet who wears $300 shirts. I wonder if he still has his crown he used to wear back in his uh, indie days. Right? Let's put a little stank on your character. Wear some $300 shirts. Just just look at The Rock from 98. Just do that. Okay. Just do that. Nice shirts. Because when we saw him the first time in PWG, his match against Leo Rush, remember what his entry music was? Just can't wait to be king from the Lion King. See, start coming out to that yeah. up until the finals. Yeah, I like this man. So you put him with another guy who could use some edge, with like some silk shirts. Apollo Cruz. Yeah, put them together, not as a tag team, just palling around. Well, then Akira Tozawa too, and then Akira Tozawa because they're all best friends. Because they're all actual friends. And then for the for the piece de la resistance, you bring Moose in, of course. This is the best. He is. He's incredible. Anyways, uh, who's the next to leave NXT for the main roster, Steve? Uh, so this is a, such a dark horse answer. Uh, Keith Lee. What if they just they, they understand that he's basically ready for prime time? He doesn't need the, the NXT scene is a little too. I actually kind of I kind of disagree with Rich's basic premise in that. I don't think that NXT has a depleted roster. Now, I understand that. They are going through a bit of a rebuilding at the top. I think that's probably what he means. You know, Ricochet, Alistair Black, they're both gone. Uh, now you have uh, Adam Cole. Gargano, he had that big sort of pseudo send-off, which apparently isn't a send-off. But, yeah, he's he's got to be done with that main main title scene. Uh, nobody really knows that's the status of Champa. Like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. So I get what he's saying. I think there's a ton of people really is. that they can just plop right in, and they're all talented enough. They just signed Austin Theory. Well, that was a tryout. Is no, that, that the was, same thing as no, a signing? No, no, that was, that was the newest class of Performance Center, it said. So they're, they're in. They're, they're in. Good. Well, you never know, Austin man. Austin Theory's there. Santana Garrett's Maybe there. Maybe Austin Theory will wash out on the Florida Loop. He'll be piling out with Dan Mason. And he'll be, he'll be back to uh, evolve in no time, huh? Yeah, nah, he's going to be a big, big star. But you're right. They've got him. I didn't realize they actually had him. That's awesome. They have him. Any number of people that can just plop right, that, mm-hmm. right in that main event scene, and they'll be totally fine. But I'm thinking, hey, maybe, maybe there's so many people there. Keith Lee is a unique athlete. Um, big dude who can move. I mean, there's any number of matchups. I'd love to see him. Uh, uh, match up with on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be the guy to get. Your, your answer is probably. Uh, oh, I'm surprised. I changed it. Okay, 
Well, you had Shayna there. Shayna is probably... No, oh, depending on, on how they approach uh, NXT on Fox Sports 1, should it happen, they might want to keep Shayna around. I know she's pretty much done everything. Yeah. Um, no, I like your answer. Your answer's good, too. But she's still really involved in all the storylines. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee really isn't doing anything right now, and neither is Bianca Belair. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic. She's ready for Maine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Her husband, uh, Montez Ford, been moonlighting on NXT mm-hmm. and Raw the last few weeks. She should come in and be like, why are you guys not doing anything? Get out to the ring right now. Wrestle. That's what I'm going to do. And she yeah. goes and wrestles and she wins. Exactly. Because she's incredible. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, they don't really, ever since she was uh, in that program with Mia Yim, haven't really seen her on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually uh, NXT cops fall under one of two uh, categories. Former champions who lose the, the rematch for their title and then teleport out. And then people who aren't really doing anything who show up on the main <laughs> roster. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. If you're in NXT and you haven't just lost a championship belt, but you're involved in something, odds are, Grant is all up to Vince's whims, you're going to stick around. Yeah. Um, but if you just lost your title and then lost a subsequent rematch, you're teleporting out. You're there. out. I'd be shocked if I saw you on If TV. you've been in NXT a while and you've had some high-profile matches and they got nothing left for you, guess what? Get ready to be on the road 200 days a year. If you're no, this is the this is the big. If you're in the main event on the house show loop against Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, but you're almost never on TV, you're probably going to go to main roster before you're going to be in a title scene. That's Keith Lee. Yeah, that's Keith Lee. He's had some title matches against Adam Cole. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, of. that's Keith Lee right there. Yeah. Uh, next, got a question from Ron Armenta. Hmm. Hi, Stephen Larson. Uh, this is Ron Armenta. Um, Steffi wanted me to say hi. She couldn't be here today, um, but um, I do have something from her. So I'll start with that. This is our very first match at quest- question, and it is uh, How long do you think Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are going to carry the titles? Um, is it going to be just another pay per view, or is it going to go all the way to WrestleMania? So on and so forth. And. Who do you think should eventually take those titles off of them? Of course, Sefi would like to see Kyrie Sane and Asuka do that, but who do you think it actually will be? And then for me, this is the question I have, is do you feel WWE has already lost faith in the Fiend character? Um, didn't see him on either Raw or SmackDown or any hint of him, so just that's my question. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Oh, I go. You go first. I go. Uh, to answer the second part, uh, or Ron's question, uh, no, I don't think they've lost any any faith in The Fiend. Uh, his debut on SummerSlam uh, got a bunch of YouTube hits. Um, the, Ryan Satin reported today, Wednesday, that the reason they're keeping him off TV is to keep him feeling special. Yeah, that's exactly what they should be doing. Which is great. Yeah. Um, People read a lot into the YouTube video having the lantern chopped out of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe Vince felt it went too far. No, he just posted a picture on, uh, Brady just posted a picture on Twitter of him with lanterns. So the lantern's going anywhere. Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, the lantern's not going anywhere. <laughs> so no, I mean, it's just it's just been did a week. He, did he caption it with anything? Oh, yeah, he did. I can't remember what it said. He <laughs> he said Stop freaking out. Would you look at, would you just look at that? <laughs> and it's him crouching with some smoke and the severed head lantern. <laughs> I love it. He is good. so in tune. Did you see what he was like shouting out uh, Ross on Twitter? Oh, no. Yeah, I forgot what he said. Something, I forget. I think he said something like they're related or something. I don't know. Oh, that's great. It was pretty great. Um, so give it time. I don't think uh, anyone's losing any enthusiasm for the Fiend anytime soon. As far as the women tag titles, uh, it's entirely possible that Nikki and Alexa can have a pretty good run. Um, it just depends if they want to do uh, eventually down the road a feud with them or if they're so happy with how their partnership, their team has been going that they want to run with them for a while. Yeah. Um, it's entirely possible. If it's going to be a feud um, and they build it right, it might be something they want to try to do for Mania, which would mean they would probably lose those tag titles around the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it, it all depends. They seem to be. It's got to be Oscar and Kyrie Sane who win those belts. Agreed with that. So, yeah, I had Survivor Series, Rumble, whatever. They need a good feud with them. I think they're really, obviously, Vince really likes Nikki with Alexa Bliss. 
Um, they are a really good team. They have really great chemistry in the ring, which is super important. Mm-hmm. Their characters, I think, have really good chemistry. The, mm-hmm. the two of them really seem to like actually like each other, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So this is kind of interesting. Um, the Fiend SummerSlam entrance on YouTube had 2.7 million hits. That was the only thing that beat it on SummerSlam was uh, Rollins uh, beating Brock. That actually got about a million more. But it's comparable to Sasha Banks's return, which got around two point six million yeah. over the past day or two. I mean, the the in, in a lot oh, of the buzz. Wow, Edge's spear got four million. Wow, a lot of the buzz coming out of SummerSlam was was mostly about the Fiend. Oh yeah, people sure. were stoked. Oh, absolutely, yeah, with the whole thing. So I don't Big think time. it's going anywhere. I agree with that totally. Uh, next, we've got a couple uh, similar questions from Guillaume and Renegade Soul. So I'll run them back to back, answer them together. Uh, take it away, gentlemen. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Gion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week, my question is, what's one small thing that could have happened differently in the past that would change how WWE is now? For instance, if Triple H never got injured when he was tagging with Stone Cold, would Chris Jericho have become the first Undisputed Champion? Or would it have been Triple H? Um, something like that. I don't know. You guys pick one. Uh, be creative. Uh... Yeah, thanks again, guys, for everything you do. Y'all are the best wrestling podcast name going in raw. All right, uh, too sweet, hearty handshake. Later, guys. Hey, guys, it's the Renegade. I can't talk too long. I'm on the run from the Twitter police. I really can't have them find me. So I'm going to make this real quick. If you were to change the course of history, if you were to, say, give uh, another superstar uh, a back route, a back way, if you will, change the course of history, what would you do? Would you, say, make Shawn Michaels the top guy in the Attitude Era? Or would it be something else? Maybe it would be removing a victory altogether. I'll keep you guys informed. I gotta go. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. So, Larson, we get to play Time Traveler. Ooh, Time Travel. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. So, I guess I'll go first. Sure. It's not quite an alternate. Well, I guess it is an alternate universe uh, situation. Uh, So, uh, to Guillaume's question, what's something that could have happened in the past that could have changed the course of uh, WWE? Yeah, and the same with Renegade Soul. Okay. Uh, So, just think about this. If Vince McMahon was as stubborn back then as he is now. Do you see the ringmaster ever changing into Stone Cold Steve Austin? Probably not. Probably not. Now, I mean, it's possible, given the ringmaster went over like a wet fart, that Vince would just be like, all right, go ahead and do whatever you want to do, and maybe we would have got that. I mean, he did kick him off in like low-level feuds with like Savio Vega, and it went over really, really well. But there's the possibility that he'd been like, no, that ringmaster's such a good chick. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same with uh, Rocky Maivia. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's okay. No, you just, keep, just keep doing it. It's such good shit. Yeah. So it's possible that the two biggest stars of the 90s, The Rock and Stone Cold, might never, ever. I mean, The Rock could be like, you know, teaching, like, I don't know, PE teacher. PE teacher yeah, right now. The, exactly. South Florida. Area. He could totally be that um, instead of giant movie star guy. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say that if if The Rock and Ringmaster they were not hits out of the out of the gate, they were turds out of the gate, and then they they you know they switched it up. They pivoted to something that but eventually if, worked. If if everybody just had their own their role in the play, as I guess Triple H or Vince somebody said, yeah, uh, that'd have been that'd have been bad for WWE. Imagine if Mr. Kennedy didn't hurt people. Like allegedly, that's what Randy Orton said. That's what Randy Orton. Randy said. and John Cena both. They said they got hurt Man. wrestling Mr. Kennedy, and that led to getting uh, let go from WWE. When you're injuring the two top stars of yeah. their generation, and then because uh, Mr. Kennedy for a while was in the midst of a massive, massive, massive push, and then he got uh, manipulated by Edge and putting his money in the bank briefcase up in a match, and then got uh, squashed pretty much. Boy, that was the end of that. They turded him out. Yeah, they did. But imagine if that hadn't happened, if Mr. Kennedy. Uh, was the one star they tried to kind of manufacture and it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have been huge. I mean, was he was he like a PE teacher right now? Maybe. See, he could be in the Fast and Furious movies could right have been. now. Could have been. That's crazy to think. Could have been. Well, he they tried to make a movie star, though. He was in the Marines. That's true. Two? Behind Enemy Lines? It's the second one, right? Or was it... How many has Miz been in? Two or three? Mr. It's not really Was Mr. Worth. Kennedy in the Marines? Yeah, I think that's right. He was in a movie. I thought, wasn't he in the direct, 
Wasn't he? Was it was behind enemy lines? I thought Marine One was the only one that was actually released in theaters. That's Hold the only on one Cena was in. Behind enemy lines two. Wasn't this the one? Oh, Who's is that it? what it is? That's not Mr. Kennedy. That is definitely not. Behind enemy lines. That was the first one. Had uh, with Gene Hackman and uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, I thought the second one was a WWE production. I don't think so. I think you're. Man, I am tripping. I think you're thinking of Marine Two. You're probably right. Look up Marine Two. <laughs> No, see, that's uh, who is that? That's the DiBiase kid, isn't it? Oh, is that uh, that's yeah, it says right here, Ted DiBiase. Okay, well, but the third one, okay, hold on a second. I feel like by then, uh, Mr. Kennedy was gone. He was an A movie, I know that he was an A yeah, movie. Yeah, at the at the, the third one was The Miz. Okay, hold on a second, Mr. Kennedy, WWE film, Mr. Kennedy film, WWE. He was in at least one movie. Well, these are just all images. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking DiBiase's kid. No, man, Mr. Anderson was in a movie. Sure about that? Yes. All right. I am. Po- I am absolutely one hundred percent positive. I'm about to find it out right now. Filmography. Behind enemy lines. Thank you. Oh my god! I thought I was going crazy. So this must have been third one. The third one. Fourth one. The sequel. Anyway, we're wasting way too much time talking about that. Uh, next, we got a question from the Hollow One. Hey guys, hot topic over the weekend was uh, the Fiend's debut. It was pretty cool. Um, just want to get your thoughts on who do you think hands the fiend the first loss? Um, I'm thinking something like a Demon Balor at WrestleMania next year would be pretty cool. I think they could do a lot of awesome things leading up to that with regular Finn and um, Fireflies. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Hollow One. Confirmed it was the third one. It was the third one. All right. Man, I am so. That would have been the most random thing if I misremembered that one. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, who hands the fiend his first loss, Steve? We can say it together. One, two, three. Demon Finn Balor. I don't think you say Demon Balor. Demon Balor. Oh. You got to put that. In. It's got to be Demon Balor. Yeah, it's going to be Demon Balor. It'll have to be Demon Balor. How great would it be though if Demon Balor came back? He thought that was like the lock of locks, and then Demon Balor, and then the fiend beat even him. Yeah. I I honestly think that's how it should go at Mania. Yeah. That's how it should go. If you really want to put over the fiend, is 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 a huge. Star, that's how you got to do it. I'll be honest, the demons played out for me, anyways. Like, welcome aboard that train, Steve. I'll get out of here. It took time. It's just been. It, there's no. This doesn't make any sense. There's no consistency to it. I don't do anything. Like at least in NXT, every every takeover match, you do demon. Yeah, I know. Like he can he can get yeah, the the it, powers every it time. Sense. It makes sense. You know, and we never did see, get to see Pumpkin Balor. Well, that's okay. No, that was a bummer. Oh, that was good. No, it's fine. We didn't need to see Pumpkin Bell. Yeah, and that's the problem. On main roster, they always treat it so stupid. They always do it so cheesy anyways with, like, weird video effects and stuff that look like they're middle school quality at best. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Okay, so hold on a second. What? What if it's not Finn? What if it's not Finn? No one beats him. I like it. No, how about this? No one beats him. It's Kofi. It's Kofi. All right. Kofi needs like strong opponents that it's like that you think, oh, they're going to go with him for the title. What if Fiend totally takes Kofi off his game, beats him for the title, and then Kofi beats him again? Comes back back around and Kofi beats him. Yeah, that'd be good. That's big. I like that better than Finn. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Next, got a question from Joshua Martinez. Hey, friendos, Joshua Martinez back this week with a question. So I'm rewatching the episode of Raw that pays tribute to Eddie Guerrero when he passed away. And I'm on Chris Benoit's interview when he's talking about Eddie. Now, with all due respect, let's put aside the Chris Benoit 
situation. Um, who do you think would have had a bigger impact if they were alive today? Like from the moment they would have died till now, who do you think would have had a bigger impact in the business? Benoit or Eddie? Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Totally Eddie. Yeah, dude. Here's the thing. Eddie was, in my opinion, as good a wrestler as Benoit. Totally. They were on par. They yeah. They were like right there, right? But Eddie, Eddie had the advantage when it came to charisma, personality. He was next level. Promos, all he that. He was absolutely next level when it came to personality. You know, the funny thing about him is that his promos were not eloquent. They were so, they felt so real, you know? Totally. He just the, the the level of passion he brought to it, man. Eddie was the best. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He was absolutely the best. And yeah, I think, man. I mean, to this day, you see it with Sasha Banks, you see it with a bunch of other people. They all, a lot of people credit mm-hmm. Eddie. I a think massive influence. You yeah. see, you see that. And granted, look, man, I know nobody's going to come out and say, "Oh yeah, I was very much influenced by Chris Benoit." Although I imagine many people were. I mean, Matt Real recently sort of dropped his name as somebody you'd pay attention to if you want to watch a good wrestling match, not a Goldberg one. But uh, so it's obviously a bit more difficult to publicize that. Yeah. But I still think, I think to this day, the combination of personality and entering ability, mm-hmm. it's Eddie Guerrero. Yep. I think he's an all-timer. Absolutely. Uh, A.O. Worm's got a question. Another Matt Chat Hall of Famer. Take it away, A.O. Worm. What's good, everybody? It's your boy A.O. Worm with another Matt Chat question. All right, Steve Larson, which one do you think is more beneficial to the wrestler long-term? Do you think the... Oh, they had a good performance. They had a good match, but they lost type deal. Like how Ember and Buddy lost their sex match, but they had a good showing. It was a great showing, but they still lost. Or do you think that wins actually matter? And that's how you get people over is by having them win matches. So which one do you think is more beneficial to wrestler? The good showing, the great match, but still came up with shorts? Or the, oh my God, they won, and they keep winning matches? Let me know what you guys think. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, A.O. Worm. I wonder, is he in the bowels of an arena, or the bowels of a naval air force, or a naval base? I don't know. Or the bowels of maybe just his home? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Looks like he's in the bowels know. somewhere. Uh, what's more beneficial long term? It's got to be wins, right? Wins is more beneficial. I mean, because if, if you start out winning, but your performance-wise, that's kind of meh, then, I mean, ideally, it's good performance and winning right out of the gate. Yeah. A.O. Armour is right, because, but it's not an, it's not an or. It's yeah. both. It's both. Because you can't put in super good performances and lose all the time because there's going to be, you're going to be like. No one really cares. Yeah. No one really cares. Because, yeah. like, for example, on SmackDown, you had Buddy Murphy in a hell of a match against Roman Reigns. Now, if he can sustain that level of performance but not win, people be like, oh, cool, Buddy Murphy. Man, it'd be cool if he won a match. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you know the exact answer is, is Apollo Crews. Yeah. I don't care about him because he doesn't win. I kn- I'll put it this way. I know that as soon as I see him, chances are he's going to be losing the match, even though I know, man, I'm going to get a pretty good match because of this dude. Same thing could be said about Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Like if he were to show up just randomly on SmackDown and face – I'll just use Buddy Murphy. At this point, Buddy Murphy is he's uh, he's top tier performer in ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they have plans for him. They uh, they don't have plans for Chad Gable. Chad Gable's going to lose. He's going to lose to the vast majority of people. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, great performer in the ring. Yeah, consummate loser. Yeah. Um. So yeah, wins. I mean, honestly, in the end, it's wins that yeah, matter. wins matters. You know, wins matter. Uh, Master Memes Blake Whitehouse has a question. Friendos, allow me to introduce to you the master of memes and current theater arts major at USI, Blake Whitehouse, making my Matt Chat debut. Mm. And my first question for you guys, does NXT have a babyface problem? Considering how Johnny Gargano's probably out of the NXT title picture scene, I mean, hopefully, at least for now, the only other top babyface I see is Matt Riddle. And this also goes to the women's division, with the only real babyface being Candice LeRae. So, what the hell do they do from here? Thank you. Thank you, Blake, and welcome to Matt Chat. And welcome to Matt Chat. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, no. 
no, no. They, there's plenty of people. They, yeah, I, they, they don't. NXT doesn't really. So I think that the the Gargano Champa feud was used to illustrate how you can move past a heel face dynamic. Obviously, Johnny was pure baby face while Ciampa was like pure evil. Uh, but then you see a lot of the blurring of lines, and I think that was a story that Triple H, whomever, was interested in telling or knew would be interesting when mm-hmm. you get to the point of blurring those lines and get to where kind of we are today. Velveteen Dream. Obviously, he's... He's neither heel nor face, right. yet he's beloved by the crowd. He's beloved by the crowd, but he could do heel things. He could mm-hmm. do facing. He could do everything. Like Adam Cole and his Peter Dara, they're beloved by the crowd. NXT embraces complex characters who deliver in the ring. Who deliver in the ring, and they're just interesting. What the heck is even Damian Priest besides a vampire? Well, I, we don't know if he's a vampire. Well, he definitely wants to be a vampire. Yeah, he's, we can he's, agree. Yeah, on he, that. yeah, he wants. To and be an archer. He's a, a. He is an archer. No, I think he's a. I think he's an aspiring vampire and archer. He's an aspiring archer and aspiring vampire. Yeah, he must be the first archer vampire. Wow, ambitious. or vampire archer. Ambitious. He's creating a new genre. Anyways, yes. um, so yeah, no, they've got, yeah, they 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 don't have a baby face. They they've got no problems whatsoever. They're great. They might have some problems if they move to two hours live on Fox Sports One, but for right now, they have zero problems. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, uh, he mentioned uh, Matt Riddle, I believe. Um, you also got Velveteen Dream, who you mentioned, Keith Lee, Kushida, who we haven't seen in a while, uh, Peter Dune, mm-hmm. who, yeah, he's got edge to him. He's got an add to, but he's firmly babyface. And who knows what kind of role Chomp is going to fill when he comes back. Um, last we saw him, he was giving Gargano a hug after winning the title. That seems like a babyface move. Kind of surprised they didn't have a takeover match for Kushida built in. I know. Yeah. I know. And then you've got, like, everybody in the breakout tournament. Although, I guess... Dexter Loomis, there's no way that guy is going to be anything but firmly heel. You'd think so. Uh, on the women's side, you got Tegan Knox, who's just coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, she was supposed to win the last May Young Classic. Yeah. Um, Dakota Kai, she's a fan favorite in uh, Full Sail right now. Um, she has a built-in story with Shayna when she comes back from injury. Um, and as you mentioned, regardless of, of what other baby faces are on the roster, that's not NXT's primary concern. I wouldn't be surprised if Io Shirai ended up beating Shayna Baszler for that women's title. Because it fits yeah. the story they've been yeah. telling. Sure. Yeah, doesn't matter sure. they'll both be heels. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Uh, got a question next from The Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Hey, friendos. It's The Enforcer here. Taking a time out from my sim racing to send you guys a mad chat question. And we're hot off the heels of SummerSlam, which I thought was kind of a eh show. And I remember as a kid... SummerSlam meant something, like titles change hands, big story progression, big beats. Lately, last couple years, uh, not really feeling that so much. So I'm wondering, could I get a power rank on what are the WWE's top five pay-per-views for the year? And also, as a bonus power rank, what do you think Vince McMahon's top five pay-per-views are? Because I think... um, Maybe a little bit something that could uh, sway those numbers a bit, if you know what I mean. All right, guys. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. Um, for me. So we sort of interpreted this question in like two different ways, right? Or did you just go ahead? Because I didn't know if Enforcer meant what are the five biggest pay-per-views in our opinion this year, like what? When did the biggest story beats I'd happen ter- this year? I interpreted it as what is what is generally speaking. Yeah, generally speaking, what are supposed to be the five most impactful pay per views? Okay, so of the you'll year. answer that part of it. I'll answer what I okay. think the most okay. impactful this year. So, in a general sense, uh, what I feel like the shows that are generally the most impactful or should be the most impactful are Mania, of course. That should be the culmination of everything that's happened the previous year. Not mm-hmm. that it always is, but it should be the Rumble. Um, generally, there is a it's not uncommon for there to be title changes there. Of course, you got the Rumble match itself that sets up a match at Mania. Huge deal. And you're, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. And you're kickstarting the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Money in the bank, um, mostly because of the ladder matches. Mm-hmm. Um, when booked right, uh, having those briefcases out there leads to some interesting stories. Next, SummerSlam, especially the last few years, creatively, it's been a bit underwhelming. 
And then Survivor Series, every once in a while, you get a cool moment at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, and it's still viewed by the company, I think, as one of the major four. Well, they have a lot of, you know. And they treat it as such. They, they make a whole weekend of it yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Have a takeover that weekend. Yeah. So it's still generally treated as a major event, even though it's not always up to that level. In Vince's eyes, it's 1A, 1B mania in, in the Saudi Arabia shows. Because those shows probably make the most money for him. Mm-hmm. And after that, I feel like Vince thinks SummerSlam is a huge deal, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really play out that way. He's always been really weird about creative and, super, and SummerSlam. Yeah, a lot of weird. Like, it's kind of I'm kind of curious about what if it's if it's a matter of I think Pritchard said before like Vince always wants and we sort of have seen this. Vince always wants the big moment for like WrestleMania at SummerSlam. It's like he wants a big like buzzy moment but not necessarily like something that's going to send people home happy yeah it's yeah, weird it's odd uh then the rumble and then survivor series mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go with this uh so the top five impactful pay-per-views this year in my opinion have been wrestlemania you had you know the culmination of that main event all that stuff you had seth beating brock even though he did it with a chair and stuff um then uh we had the rumble uh that was very impactful story-wise this year uh, SummerSlam. I thought that you know, I thought there were, there was plenty of impactful moments this year at SummerSlam. We had Seth beating Brock clean. That's sort of a big deal. Uh, we have let's see here. Money in the Bank was next because we had uh, the women's cash in with Bailey and then yeah Charlotte and then Bailey. Uh, that was a pretty big deal. Uh, Vince, I think he sees it. It's pretty much what you said, except I replaced one with the other. WrestleMania, Super Showdown, SummerSlam, Rumble, and then the second Saudi show. So I think that's where – and it's, it's exactly what Stevie Bradley was alluding to. That's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Vince thinks very highly of Money in the Bank. Um, We've heard countless times where they put the briefcase in somebody and instantly he regrets it. Yeah, I think you're right about and that. And then especially the last few years, it seemed like he treats it as if it's something terribly special. So yeah. Uh, a question from Taco Dan. Taco Dan, please stop driving while yeah, you're Yeah, no Matt driving during Matt Chat questions. Yes. You're on, uh, you're, this is your verbal warning, then you're going to get a written warning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Just be careful. Be, be safe. careful, please. Be safe, people. We care about you. Hey, friendos, this is Taco Dan, and I've got a two-part question for you guys. So last night, we saw the debut of The Fiend, and I, like, I'm sure everyone else was just in awe of the, of the entrance and the whole match. Uh, so the first part of the question is because uh, Bray Wyatt has gone under two very very successful repackagings. What were some of your favorite repackages throughout the years? And second, relating to the entrance, what are some of your favorite debut entrances of all time? Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you, Taco Dan. Thank you, Taco Dan. Go all ahead, right, man. So favorite repackages and entrances. Uh, so one of my favorite repackages, of course, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Ringmaster. Did you have you? Did you actually sit down and watch any of the Ringmaster mm-hmm, stuff? Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It's, it's really like, lousy. who is this person? Like it's it's insane that just like you know shaving the head, growing a goatee, and gruffing up your voice a little bit, and putting on black trunks instead of like uh, forest green. Yeah, will make the world a difference. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. So uh, Stone Cold from the Ringmaster. Uh, Jericho, uh, when he came back and started acting like Anton Chigurh, Triple H from the French guy to the DX guy, and then also from DX guy to the game. Those are good little repackages. Uh, let's see, some of my favorite entrances. Stone Cold breaking through the glass. Whenever the glass just comes shattering down and he comes walking out, oh, that was so cool. Uh, also, Stone Cold riding his four-wheeler and almost just murdering everybody on mm-hmm. it because he barely had control of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho's WWE debut. Uh, Hogan air guitaring Jimi Hendrix. I know, man, we've, we're conflicted on Hogan, but he always looked really cool coming down singing to Jimi Hendrix because he thought that Jimmy wrote it about him. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, Prince Devitt riding out on top of uh, Bad Luck Fale. Yeah, on his shoulders. On his shoulders. Yeah. When they were, uh, that's a great entrance when they were um, I'll mention a couple. You mentioned Jericho, his debut. That was amazing. Uh, when Kazuchika Okada came out with the dinosaur. Yeah. Shoot dinosaur. Also, he had a giant sword one time, too. Yeah. Uh, that, I think that was the same entrance, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Uh, and then also, anytime Minoru Suzuki makes an entrance, mm-hmm. then you can hear Kaze Ninare. Yeah. Uh, favorite repackages, Blue Nokata. I love Blue Nokata. It's a great one. It's a great one. Um, 
very very rare you get a, a, a wrestler of his stature, of his prominence, willing to take that many chances with his character. Mm-hmm. And he did it, and it was great. Uh, Broken Matt Hardy mm-hmm. wasn't a, su- a success all the time, right? but it, it was ambitious. It was, yeah. And when it worked, it really worked. It did. And then uh, Best in the World CM Punk. Um, it, it was not a huge change from what he was doing previously, which is what, leader of the new Nexus? But it was it was sprung from his frustration of having put in that kind of crap position. Yeah. And that, of course, before that, he was the the leader of the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. So best in the world, punks, a pretty significant departure from sure. from Straight Edge punk. Um, but there was that kind of intermediary period in between, so it wasn't a direct shift, nonetheless. Yeah, that was so weird when they put him with the Nexus. That was a really weird. It would make thing. a lot of sense. It's like, well, what are we gonna do with punk? Let's put him with these guys. Yeah, more or less. Uh, next, from Cult to False Realities. What's up, Steven Larson and all the friendos out there? It's the Cult of False Realities back with another Mad Chat question. And guys, welcome to Jobbermania. That's right. For Mad Chat this week, I want both of you guys to make a six-match card using nothing but jobbers. Just mid-card, loser locker room. That's all you get to use. And it's got to be two men, two women, and two tag team matches. Let's see what you guys can come up with. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Cult of False Reality. Thank you. All right, that's what I got. Uh, EC3 versus Eric Young. Good. Um, Kona Reeves versus Dan Matha. Excellent. Dana Brooke versus Tamina. Excellent. Singh Brothers versus oh. the Yolo County Tag oh, Team Champions. Oh, okay. That was, yeah, you went on that one. Dave Dutra, AJ Kirsch. Yeah, okay, you went on that one. Uh, Tyson T-Bone and Saxon Huxley versus wow, the Ascension. Wow, you found, okay. And then Aaliyah versus Vanessa Bourne. Oh, wow. Two jobbers in the same team. They're both jobbers singles, too. Wow. that was a, That's a really good one. Mine doesn't really rival that. I've got EC3 versus Bob Roode. I think that'd be a good match. Apollo Crews versus Mojo Raleigh. Maybe we'll one day find out what all that weird lightning makeup is Maybe. on Mojo Raleigh. Maybe we just got to watch main event more often. Dana Brooke. I watch main event. He's not on it. Dana Brooke versus Sarah Logan again. Best of like 100 match. Uh, Mickey James versus Liv Morgan. Sort of really young versus super old. And then the Ascension versus Heavy Machinery. Because I haven't seen Heavy Machinery lately. I've been around a while. They're back into the. It's funny when you look at that 24. That 24 7 title really elevated a lot of people. If you look at like Cedric Alexander was running around with that, now he's now he's in a program with Drew up there. That's a huge deal. I mean, basically, twenty four seven title is like, it's like what Titus, Bob Rude, Eric Young, EC three. It's those ranks are whittling down. Yeah, it really is. I uh, got a question next from Tanner. Tanner, hey guys, got a new gimmick idea? Time traveler, not just any time traveler. This time traveler went back in time and was the one that lifted the briefcase from Stone Cold. Now, it's your job to decide what current roster member is the one who did it, and also why. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Uh, what current superstar? So, okay, so for some context here, King of the Ring 1999 uh, saw the main event of Stone Cold versus Vince and Shane Ladder match for a briefcase containing the right to be the CEO. Correct. Or okay. Uh, anyway, Stone Cold dispatched pretty easily with Vince and Shane, and then climbed the ladder only to have the briefcase, which was hanging on a chain, be lifted up out of his reach. So uh, who lifted it? Because it was never revealed who it was. No, I'm going to say. Well, I mean, I guess you can extrapolate as one of Vince's cronies. Yeah. However, if it's in this day and age. The only people I know who are legit union workers allowed to operate such machinery would be, in fact, heavy machinery. But why would they mess with Stone Cold like that? Because they've been hired uh, by Vince McMahon from the past to come back in time and do that and then send them on their way. So there's no trace of them. They're like, the only DNA we found on this machinery is from a couple of kids uh, you know, I don't know how old they were back then. Probably what, like mid- elementary school age, if that. Well, was devil's twenty years ago. Yeah. Tucker is at most thirty. Yeah, you'd be like ten years old. A couple right. of fifth graders. All right, it couldn't be them. Impossible. All right, arrest their dads. Okay, I'm gonna say say that uh, there is a superstar on the roster now who really won the Curry favor with the McMahon's twenty years ago. Oh wow! So they benefit him in the here and now, and it did. Big time. Did. Big yeah. time, especially when he came back from traveling back to the future. The only way you can explain the push of this man 
Yes. I'm talking about Baron Corbin. Time traveling. He Baron went Corbin. back in time. He 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 drove his Ferrari. Yeah. Which uh he got it from the rental place. Like, what's this? What's this weird device in the back? Flux capacitor. Once this Ferrari gets to 88, you're going to see some serious Baron. Yeah. He travels back in time. You're going to see some serious light profanity. Yeah, he's going to travel back in time, help out the McMahons, to curry favor with them. So when he comes back, uh, he he is given a, a plum roll on TV. Yeah. Did you see Baron tweeted something out that sounds like literally exactly like... Like that scenario just presented? No. Like how we have him talk. Huh. So his new Twitter handle is soon to be king. And he says... To all my loyal subjects, we all enjoyed my work as constable. I can't wait to reign as your king. More me, equal sign, happier you. (laughs) It's pretty good. It's that last line right there. I'm like, dude, is he watching the show? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's a good one. I also think Baron might be the guy who's in that film of a guy talking on a cell phone from way back then. Because he'd be like, honestly, why can't I call the future? Siri, call... Call Vince. I need to know where I'm booked today. I want to call uh, Edison and see if he can help me fix this flux capacitor. But he's like, his phones don't work, man. Your phone's not going to work in the past, Baron Corbin. Stop putting it up to your ear and getting captured on film. I'm going to invent cell phone technology. Next, a couple of text questions. First, from Luis Ariza. He asks, who benefited the most from a theme song change? CM Punk, man, when they change it to Cult of Personality, man, that was awesome. Oh, I like his old one, though. Nah, man, it's Cult of Personality. Bunch of screaming. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Hogan probably had some crap generic song. I don't know what Hall and Ash had when they debuted at Bash the Beach. Um, but when they started coming up with the NWO theme, man, That's amazing. a good question. What, the, what was their theme? I don't remember. Was he thinking it was like some generic crap, or was it NWO music? I don't know. I don't remember. Um. Yeah, Hogan when he when Jimi Hendrix wrote uh, Voodoo Child Voodoo for him. Voodoo Child for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was after he joined the NWO, though. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't know what the hell Stone Cold Stone Cold probably came out the Million Dollar Man theme. Maybe. I don't know, but whenever he started doing that, in it. Yeah. That man, boy, that fit him so well. And then when Edge went from you think you know me down down into then he changed to on this day I see clearly that finally from the Hadley Doodley Champ says this week's question comes from R J Meltzer in Discord cast wrestlers in a live action Care Bear movie this is what I'm talking about this Discord man you got heavy machinery Otis and Tucky yeah. Who are I don't know any of the characters in Care Bears, so we're just remember. saying these people are now Care Bears. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave Mastiff, that's he's like prime Care Bear. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Coffee Brothers. Coffee Brothers are definitely Care Bears. Joe is oh, grumpy uh, Care Bear. Uh, 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 wild Boar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a supremely tall, really rail thin one that Eddie Dennis could be a Care Bear? I recall. It's been a while since I've seen any uh, Care Bear uh, products. It's the Fens Folds. <clears throat> Who else? Who else? Oh, Trent Seven make a great character. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah, one. It's very, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, man. No, it's, it's, I haven't seen anything from the Care Bears in like 30 years, man. I barely did when I 34, was, probably. 35. Yeah, Mid-80s. Right. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Long time. Anyways, I want to say thanks to everybody for participating. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Even at $5, we have a ton of bonus content you can mm-hmm. check out there. Mm-hmm. And at $20... You can submit your video questions right here on Matt Chat and answered by Stephen Larson. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to us in the podcast realm, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell if you're watching us on YouTube. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. 
But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.